Hello and welcome back to another episode of Kent and the Steering Team. We're back at it for another week. Uh, once again, joined by myself, Phil, and my mate, Drew. Of course, this time we're also joined by our good friend, Victor. Unfortunately, Kent can't be with us this week. He's actually off stargazing, uh, but it looks like it's a cloudy night, so he has nothing to look at. Anyway, uh, on with the show. Um, Drew, how are you? And Victor, how are you also? Good, good. I'm doing great, yeah. Excellent. Thanks we're happy to have another guest on. Happy to have you. We're happy yeah. to have people on the show. It's exciting. See? It yeah, Drew, Drew brought it up like maybe like a month or two ago and I can't, it just completely slipped my mind. And then it just came to me like a week ago. Um, I'm very glad it yeah. did too. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, you, it's funny. So you, you, you're asking me like, um, you know, where, how should I listen to the show and then what should I listen to? And then you did. And it was like, oh God, does he think it's completely awful? <laughs> is it okay? And then you said, can I be on it? And I said, absolutely you can. We always end off every episode inviting people to join us. And yep. we're very, 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 very happy that you did join us. No, glad to be here. Yes, excellent. Uh, for those that don't know, which if you're a complete stranger to us, if you're like most people, an absolute non-existent person because no one listens to this thing um victor is our is a friend from work um no longer works with us but we i always keep in touch with him see him almost every week and he is an amazing photographer and we'll get to that shortly we'll we'll talk about talk about that but he brought up an interesting topic to us and that was this idea of um guilty pleasure things and in specific uh, in particular because obviously we always talk about movies and stuff like that guilty pleasure movies and then also just kind of favorites and what we like to do and why and when and what sort of mood and stuff like that so yeah i think that's a pretty cool topic to talk about because guilty pleasures are always awesome um drew or victor please tell me what you think what what do you reckon what 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 uh how do we feel about this what's a guilty pleasure right uh, i guess i'll go first because i, I was the one who um brought it up um yeah like i guess with movies um there was one movie that really comes up to mind, which was The Little Rascals. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Little Rascals. Yeah, Excellent. I, the, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I don't... Well, actually, I watch it now, and it doesn't really, like, hit the spot as it did. But I, rem- I still remember <laughs> I recorded it on VHS, and I I even went to the point of, like, recording and stopping out all the infomercials, uh, like, in- the well infomercials done. and stopping it, and then, like recording again like when it started again and then i just have it and i'll just i can't remember how many times i've seen it but it was a lot like more than <laughs> and this was before the internet so the the <laughs> range of entertainment like the the range of it we didn't have that much range of entertainment like we didn't have, I, I know I that didn't have cable. um and it was only like we had, yeah we had channel seven channel Nine Channel Ten, SBS, and ABC. And ABC, pretty much. But no one ever watched ABC. Yeah, oh, except, well, except the mornings yeah. and afternoons with ABC yeah, yeah, yeah. kids. Kids shows, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I would watch the cartoons, and then as soon as the news came on, I know that's okay. That's time to go and <laughs> check see, out yep. time to Simpsons. <laughs> exactly, switch to Channel Ten. <laughs> well, <laughs> there was a, the the presenter. I forgot his name, but he had a really square head. And Richard Moorcroft. Saw him. I'm like, okay, cool. That huh? Richard Moorcroft was his name. Is yeah, it? I, I, is yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. love that you remember that. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> you don't, no, no, okay. One quick fun side, tra- side point thing. 
Did you know that he often had live baby bats like feeding on milk bottles that he had under his jacket while he spoke on TV? That is so weird. No. Yeah, at the host desk during the, the at the news desk, he had baby bats under his jacket. What? Yeah, it's fucked up. It's like, what the hell? What's going on? Yeah, it's crazy. What is, that what explains is so much about the ABC. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> he did look a little weird. Yes, a little bit. I know, he, and he always had the slight grey wisp in his hair at the front. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Wow, so now Peter Little Rascals. channeling. Yeah, him. exactly. So Little Rascals. Yeah, little Rascals. Really? Um, I'm not sure if they made more than one. But it was the one that was made in the nineties. Yeah, the one where they, it starts off with what's the number for nine one one, and also their their fishing rods get hooked to each other, and one falls like near the water than the other. Am I talking about the right one? Um, it, the yeah, and it has like a dog, and it had like the the circle around his. Uh, yeah, eye and they and, then, and they made yep. the um like soapbox. The car. Yeah. The, the go kart. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah, that one. And Alfalfa um, was actually, singing. Yeah. Alfalfa was singing You Are So Beautiful and kept like bubbling up like bubbles. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And there was this there was this line where I forgot the exact line, but they were pulling a prank on yeah. like uh, someone else and they put like sand in like uh, in bread and it was sandwich. Yes. I, that was, I remember that. Oh my god. I don't know why, but that stuck in my mind. Oh, I um, completely forgot about that. And I remember it so much now. The sand in the sandwiches. Yes. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a good one. I've got to write that oh, down. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. That was, so I watched it. I watched that over and over again. Um, I don't know why. I guess it was just like... It's a good movie. It's cool. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was a good movie. And it was just like, oh my God, they, these, these kids just like... What, they just hang out all day and they just, what, they have a little house together? Yeah, I didn't know how the hell they got access to that thing. These are independent kids. Um, And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, it was just very, very, very innocent movie. Mm. Um, And I remember the theme song too. You remember the theme song? Yeah, I'm not going to hum it, but I remember it. I remember it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. That was one of them. That's fantastic. Where you drew? Ooh, I got I got I got a few, but I'll mention the one I mentioned previously. Macaulay Culkin's Richie Rich. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just he had his own McDonald's. Like, was this he before did. Home Alone or after? After. After. It was, it was after. It was mid nineties, but but much like the Little Rascals, it had that that tinge of the post eighties mm. kids films mm. that were targeted to adults mm. and spoke to them and not at them that was a weird time for movies there were a lot of movies like that but yeah Richie Rich was definitely yeah it kind of it was edgy for kids and kind of a bit corny but also like it was not entirely a kids movie no like the prison scenes with um, Cadbury are just hilarious but they're also really not child friendly Mm. at all (laughs) no 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 yeah absolutely but but yeah, there were all those sorts but, of movies had adult things in it. I was like, what the hell? They they did, and you know what? Kids these days will never know the pain we went through. And I say pain, but you know what? It's it's probably bred an entire generation of editors. We would sit there and we would stop the recording as soon as the ad came on, but then we'd have to rewind, hit play, and then stop just a second before as the picture was fading out 
and then get ready during I, do all that during the ad break so that you could hit record again just as it faded back in to make the transition seamless. See, I, I, I see. I got really good at that because I had about probably close to three hundred VCRs of recorded car racing because I used to record car racing and I did the exact same thing. You'd have to pause it just as it was leaving for commercials and then hit record again as soon as it came back on. And I did that for everything. I even got the editing of the label down, right? Like I had the writing always the same, looked identical, same structure, same format. Yeah, I got it all down pat. So I got oh, it. Oh, I yeah. love it. I remember I, when I got I was, some of them still. When, mm. when I was recording that, I noticed that um, a lot of the, especially like 7, Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel 10, they always play like... Um, a commercial for one of their shows at the very very end yes the preview yes, would always would. be the last thing yeah so it'd be like you know products and you know toys and whatever and then like you like once you see like a commercial for one of their shows you know hey, cool like it's gonna sit forward and get ready to hit play yeah i'm and sure the, like and then i'm sure that's yeah, like yeah. it to it's works the best if, if it's the last ad like people will it, remember it most i think yeah if their their retention works. will be stronger yeah yeah and and then within the last thirty minutes of the program, it would always be coming up next. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> or if oh. it if it was an if it was a movie, they'd be like, "This Sunday night movie brought to you by," and you'd be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm ready. Come on, how many of the these are there going to be?" And then boom, straight into it. <laughs> yeah, I got that oh, for Godzilla because Godzilla's definitely. I think Godzilla 1998 is my. It's a crap movie. Oh, I love it's, that movie. It's so crap. It's but so yeah, wonderful. I love it. It's total garbage, though. But yeah, it's my guilty pleasure because it's crap. But I love it. Um, uh, I don't I know think about like, the mm. I think the um, special effects were like weren't that great. But I think the the movie was. It wasn't that it wasn't bad. bad. Though. It was, no, it was pretty. It was, I think it was really good. Yeah, for a movie th- that kind of tanked, it was pretty good special effects. I did um, a tank. Oh, I didn't was, know about like yeah. figures back then. But oh, no, it, it wasn't pretty good. It yeah, it it was hailed as this great blockbuster for the cash, right. but the critics yeah. were not a fan because okay. the critics were going in already wanting to hate it because it was Americans mm. doing Godzilla. But then it just right, it ended right, up just right. falling off the cliff, and not many people. I mean, even again, I, I I saw an interview with Hank Azaria where he said it was a crap movie to be a part of, like it didn't do well. So you know. It was, was cool though. About yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But I love it though. I, I still watch it again. It's got most of the cast of The Simpsons on it, and it's, um, it's, it's brilliant. Like I find it. I know it's garbage, but I can't help but like it. I don't know why. I always, I always felt mad because the ending set up a sequel and then it never happened. Yeah, it never came. I know. Yeah. I was just I like, know. oh, one day, one day, yep. you know, that baby Godzilla is going to grow up into a big one, and that's going to be another movie. I and, never um, forget. But- the line that um, Animal, who was Hank Azaria's character, said when they walked into Madison, get Madison Square Garden, "Oh man, he tore up the garden. Now I'm pissed. Like, oh what? So now, like, what a stereotype to be now he's pissed off. <laughs> fucking a, a, a sports arena was ruined. Like, come on. <laughs> those not, were not like Godzilla, ruined, but pummeled. Yeah, Godzilla was one of those movies that like really made me." Uh, fantasize about New York City a lot. Yeah. Because um, New York City is so overplayed, so like overrepresented in um, American movies, mm. Um, mm. especially in like the 80s and 90s. And it was just like, I still remember my first trip to New York. I was just, 
I was so excited mm. and then like so disappointed. <laughs> with the, um, I wasn't. I was the opposite. I was really excited and I left so excited still. Mm. Mm. I just had like a like unrealistic <laughs> expectation of what the city was going to be like. That was, um, that was it how is, I saw it. I do find it interesting when you're somewhere at like Times Square and you like look around the mm. corner and you see what's just down the road from Times Square. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, oh, this is what's there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that kind of you're looking at what's not normally shown on screen. Um, yeah, but yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Godzilla painted a very, yeah, yeah, yeah. very kind of complex, mm. well, um, overcrowded city for me. Like it made it look like for this dinosaur thing to be able to roam down the streets and stuff mm. and people mm. not know where the hell it is. Like, oh my God, how congested yeah. and like busy is this place? Mm. Mm. It, but, it made yeah. it feel gritty. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I just remember the, the shot of the camera going over over the... It's the Hudson River, isn't it? The, mm, the camera's mm. going over the water yeah. and and onto the docks and it just... They were trying to put you in the mindset that you're seeing the world as you normally would. It didn't want to do big sweeping mm. shots showing Godzilla. It wanted to show it from the human mm. perspective with the camera yeah. nice and low. And everything felt really... Uh, constricted and confined but it made new york feel different than it would normally be represented in a film it didn't seem glossy or or anything like that it wanted you to feel like a disaster is happening right here yeah question were there three old guys at the start the one that goes fishing and his two kind of bullies that's sitting up on the, the thing are they all homeless i would do you remember assume so you think so i i remember the the shot yeah, I remember uh-huh. the massive wave that's yeah, coming towards exactly. the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, then, what are you going to catch there. here today? Huh. <laughs> oh, you're going to catch is a cold. Yeah. But Matthew like, Broderick was in it too, and he's such a loser. And it was an action movie. <laughs> hey, no paying out on Ferris Bueller. No, he, but, he, but he plays a loser. Like, he does. He's a dweeb. Like, he's a dweeb. And remember, he went on to do Inspector Gadget shortly after. Yes, indeed, indeed. I'm trying to think of other kind of guilty pleasure movies. I don't really have... Like, Titanic, I guess so, but I can only really watch that about once a year. It's not so much a guilty pleasure because it's such a big movie. You need to space it out. Like... Yeah. But I, 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 what what defines a guilty pleasure movie? Does it have to be a bad movie? Does it have to be a movie that you would be embarrassed to tell people you watch a lot or that you enjoy. But I, I don't know. For, I love high school musical. I, I love musical films. I can't understand that. I, I have no problem with that, but that could be considered a guilty pleasure that I I guess Greatest Showman would be one for me then because I loved that movie so much. I didn't think I would. Yeah, it was critically acclaimed though, so I, I don't know. It's not like it was a bad movie. That no, but was... it's a bit of a... Chick movie. I guess it's just is, one of those movies. Where, yeah. I, I guess it's one of those movies where you like you have to think twice before like divulging saying, that you've said that. Watched it. Yeah. Like you kind of have yeah. to like read the situation. It's like okay, cool. Is this? I can maybe like say it ironically, and uh, but you have to kind of like think twice about. Sure. Sure. Or you have to think of a reason why you like it, and I think there's more TV like, oh, shows like that do that than movies. Mm, mm. Um. You know. All right, I've, I've. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I've, I've got, I've got a guilty pleasure one. Here we go. From time to time, very rare, but from time I'm to ready. time, I will go and binge the Twilight movies. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a guilty pleasure because I can't stand 100%. that. I, I would rather burn the discs. <laughs> I, 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 thought, like, I thought there was yeah. okay movies. Like, I didn't... The saddest I thing the... was the ads for oh. it when it first came out and we saw the first trailer for it was like Robert Pattinson, or Pattinson, Patterson kind of diving Pattinson. in front of the car and like taking the hit from Old Mate. And like damaging the car and her being like, oh wow, what are you? And it's like, oh my god, this movie looks fantastic and interesting. Like, oh, this looks cool. And then it's like, oh yuck, it turns out to be trash. Sorry, Drew. And then no, no, it, it's true, it's true. And you watch it, and when she walks into the classroom and the fan blows, and he gets a whiff of her, and he pulls the the weird face, and it's. <laughs> I didn't know I, anything I, about I the books. I love that it's awful. Before interesting, the like I did, like it didn't know anything about them so when i watched the movies mm. i guess i didn't have that there was no expectation of sure. what the movie was supposed to be like that's, it was just like okay cool that's probably right. a good thing did you watch oh, the second little, one though this guy's a little pale like all right yeah um, who is this I'll, guy i'll go with it like no he sparkles on like cool right <laughs> it's like it was just yeah it, I would, but i guess some people who know about the mm. like people especially the people who didn't like the books would be like oh well you know here comes the blah 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 like yeah how are they gonna do it um the the books are interesting i I read all four books first um a a friend introduced me to the books said they were amazing and i I said okay i'll I'll give them a read read them they're not amazing by any any means but they are an interesting Mm. case study in in a bad writer becoming a moderately okay writer by the end of the series. Each book mm. progressively she improves as a writer. Mm. By the time you get to the last one, you're like, okay, she's actually got a bit of talent. And the films kind of follow suit but with isn't that. But mm. isn't it interesting, yeah. though, that then you have the Fifty Shades movies, which are fan fiction of a shit of author. Yeah, so a shit author uh. is... No, sorry, a really shit author is fan fictioning a shit piece of work to make total shit and yet it's really popular isn't that crazy have you watched the 50 shades films i watched or read the books i watched the first one and then i Not went a single word no i haven't read any <laughs> i've only i've only ever heard um gilbert godfrey read it but i know that it's foully written I... like atrocious and in the first movie oh. i watched because it was on the hard drive and i fast forwarded it through it my sister put it on my hard drive, not not the family one. I'm on my hard drive, and so I fast forwarded through. It. I was like, "Oh, let's have a look," and then I deleted it. I was like, "This is this can't be on here. This is trash." <laughs> I didn't even watch the whole story, but I watched about twenty minutes all up and about ten minutes worth of story. The rest was fast forward. There's only about ten minutes worth. Of yeah, story. not a lot of detail. <laughs> that's for sure. That's pretty. I, I've seen the first two films. I watched the first one. I thought, all right, well, this is not good. But now I feel compelled to finish it because I've begun this journey. I need to get to the end and and just know what happens and whatever. It was wasn't that bad. I know. I just didn't think it was. The first one was bad. The second one was all right. I I got through to the end and went okay. Yeah, some of the fight scenes were pretty cool. Um, Yeah, yeah. I guess I just didn't have like a really strong opinion for it i was just like oh cool it's just another you know action movie like i, yeah. I learned about the books you know when it came out i did a bit of research on it but like mm. even even still i was just like oh it's just another movie targeted at you know teens and stuff like that so yeah besides that i don't think i have any guilty pleasures guilty mm. pleasure movies i i i, I think 
you're pretty proud of what you watch. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of one where I've been like, oh, I'm, I better not tell Oof. people I'm watching this. I think the first time I watched The Blue Lagoon, like I watched that and then I just turned off and I was like, nah, I don't. Well, I watched it through and then I was like, okay, anyway, moving on. But I haven't gone back and watched. I haven't gone back and watched that again or anything like that. A really bad one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, win a day with Tad Hamilton. That movie was hilarious. It's like <laughs> which one's that again? Um, um, it's with Topher Grace and um, I still don't know who Kate Bosworth, uh, Grace, right? Kate Bosworth, yeah. Um, what happened? So oh. Tad Hamilton is like the movie star, and then he yeah. like. He he has like a bad rap, and then he puts a comp like his PR people puts out a competition to like you know win the people back again, and like basically you get to win a date with with him, right? And, yeah. Um, you, and then this girl from like you know a remote part of um, America that works in a supermarket like wins the competition. Yeah. And then and then um. Yes, you know, you never seen it. No, never. Does it ring a bell at all? No, right. I've heard it's of like, who's what's wow. the one with Tad Hamilton must die. Uh, that's John Tucker. <laughs> oh, John Tucker must <laughs> John die. Tucker. Right? No, no I don't know. A, this Tad is like Hamilton a one. which is a whole other guilty no. pleasure movie. Yeah, this is as chick flick of a chick flick, a chick flick yeah. could yeah. be. Like, well, then for me, yeah. watching Mean Girls would be a uh, guilty pleasure. Nah, this yeah, Mean Girls this is, is like, intelligent. This was mean this was dumb. This is like yeah. And it was weird. It was like I was I was watching. It, I was like, I don't know why I'm keep watching this. <laughs> like I'm, I don't watch it all the time, but um, see, I'm backpedaling right now. That's how. That's that's how. It, <laughs> I don't I don't watch it all like, the time. Not always. <laughs> no, no, but but you know, just just on rare I Only when I'm feeling really vulnerable and. Uh, yeah. Oh, Victor! <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, it was just like a chick flick. There's nothing special about it, really. But well, no, but it, it is like, funny. It's it was funny, and like it doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it just does. It, it does well, the job, in my opinion. Yeah, it does just, the job. Does, yeah, and there's like a there's like a you know, Tam Hamilton is the guy that um, everyone loves, and then and then uh, she has like this coworker that like secretly loves her, and like you know, trying to Aww. stop the whole scheme and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was like. Yeah, like it was, it was just very stock standard chick flick. But I think it if it does, does the it job, it does the job. Well, well, see, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all about Mean Girls and um, Bridget Jones' Diary. Just the first one, though. Um, I guess a guilty pleasure then is Movie Forty Three. So many people hate it for being such a gross, crap, unfunny, weird kind of edited movie that doesn't make any sense. It's a bunch of skits on the big screen. But I loved it so much because it's so funny. So that's what was especially. What was it called? Well, yeah, movie forty three. Movie forty three. Yeah, yeah. It's got Does big stars in it. Stuff? It's got Dennis Hugh Quaid, Jackman. Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet. Um, I'm trying to think who else is in it. Chris Pratt, yeah. Hannah Farris. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of big names in it. Like mm. it's ridiculous that they're in this movie, especially with how crap it is. Oh, it's Stephen got four percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's been rated awfully, but I love it so much. Um, yeah, Stephen really Merchant. Uh, uh, who else is in it? We've got Halle Berry. Yeah, mm. there's a lot of people in it, but it's. I forgot crap. she was in there. Yeah, she gets plastic surgery. <laughs> 
That's right. It, no, it's, like, really, it's really funny. It's hilarious. It's weird, but it's funny. Hmm. The thing with oh, Rotten Tomatoes is, like, after a while, you know, you kind of get an idea of what movies it would rate highly and which yeah. one it doesn't. And it, you can kind of see a pattern. Yeah, you You've also got to look at audience score yeah. when you do look at Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. The thing with Rotten Tomatoes is, like, if it's a foreign film, they're always... It's always, it's never, like, terrible. <laughs> no. Oh, it's awesome. Everything... Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's just, it's just a standard thing. Like, if they put a foreign movie on the site, it's it's got to be a good one. Or it's the one that they think highly think highly of. I don't think I've seen any, like, foreign movies that they've scored less than, you know, um, less than fresh. Jeez. I've, I've found a guilty pleasure Christmas movie on my shelf. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm fine with it because I'm pretty proud of it. Jingle all the way. Oh, I love Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I rank it as a guilty pleasure movie because it is actually quite despised, even though we love it. Mm. It is a, a despicable B grade movie that, in many respects, shouldn't exist. But I'm ever so thankful that it does. But that's like I'll be home for Christmas. I love that movie so much, and it's kind but of that gets, a guilty pleasure. That gets away with it yeah. though. I, I don't even remember if that went to cinemas. Yeah, I don't know. Jingle All the Way was a bit like it was kind of riding a bit on like Schwarzenegger's popularity at that point. Yeah, for sure. It was. Um, he had to do a Christmas like, movie. If you yeah, if you didn't pretty, didn't live through yeah. that time, you kind of just like watched it by itself. It'll mm. be like okay, well yeah, yeah. It's, and it's it. and it's got young Anakin Skywalker in it. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I never put that together. Like he's never... so objectionable in it too, <laughs> just like in Star Wars. Yeah, he's exactly the same. <laughs> oh dear! I've actually got that, and I'll be home for Christmas sitting next to each other on the shelf here. <laughs> Good. They both they kind of deserve to be next. They kind of that's right for them to be together. Oh yeah, the the Jeez. B movies of of my Christmas collection and and Matilda. I I love to watch Matilda a lot. I don't know if that that isn't really a guilty pleasure movie, but I love that. That's movie. not a guilty pleasure. Matilda's hailed as one of the best Roald Dahl adaptations ever made. That was so good. Even just having Danny DeVito narrate it, I love the fact that he's narrating it. Narrated it, starred in it, directed it. He did a lot. He, that was a great movie. I, w- I was watching the making of Hercules before and Danny DeVito was in the recording booth doing his lines as Phil mm. and he was wearing a Matilda hat. Yes! I got all excited. That's fantastic. Oh, dear. Um, um, a Christmas one that I like is... Mm. Um, uh, look who's talking now. The one with <laughs> John Travolta. Yeah. Classic. Bruce Willis. Yeah. It has dogs in it, so like that's always a good thing. Mm. So. Well, well, the first yeah, one yes. was Look Who's Talking, then it was Look Who's Talking Now. Mm. Yeah. Then I'm it... actually not sure which one I watched a lot of, but it's... Well, the first one Might was the the Look Who's one? Talking with the baby talking, and then Look Who's Talking Now is the one with the dogs talking. Oh, okay, that's yeah, definitely a dog's one. Yeah. And it has it's a those... poodle, and it wanted like bubble waters with um yeah uh with lemon. And then yeah. you had the adopted like hound, and it's kind of like, you know... Mm. <laughs> it kind of represents like the, the 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 rough like rebel dude, and then like the girl's kind of like dainty. And, yeah, yeah. It's those weird early to mid nineties movies mm. that seem to be following the trend. Mm. Um, the Beethoven movies. 
Look at look at those. Oh, Beethoven movies, yeah. Kids kids don't even movies. know those anymore. No. Yeah, a lot, a lot of dog of, movies. A lot of well movies. there was that there was the movie that I used to watch as a child which I can't really stand watching now and it kind of creeps me out now. It's um Baby's Day Out. So it's a weird random Baby's movie. Day. Nice to watch that. It is a time. weird movie. Yeah, big crap. It's uh, oh, I, I, I used to love um another Macaulay Culkin film, Getting Even with Dad, with him and Ted Danson. Never seen that. It's it's good, mm. it, but it's such a product of the time it came out. I think it came out mm. around ninety four or something, and it just it screams of that nineties look with the mm. hoodies and the caps turned back, <laughs> and and just there was a look to of, of white kids wanting to be rappers. <laughs> Basically, Eminem's childhood just summed up. Does, right does get, there. getting even with dad have a moment where he gets on the bus at the end? The dad gets on a bus at the end to get his son off the bus. I think it might. Maybe I don't know. I I just that, I, don't, I, don't I just remember that from a movie, and I can't remember what one it was, and it might be that. Anyway, maybe you know. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Um, yes, moving. I'm trying to think. I guess moving right along. We can come back to it, of course, but moving right along. Yeah. Uh, we are now yeah, almost halfway through this uh, fun kind of hurrah uh, with our guest, guest on it. I think it's almost appropriate that we ask our guest about him, um, especially Indeed. when he's got such a talent uh, that he does. Um, oh, thank you. And Thanks. no, it's, it's absolutely facts. Like, it can't be disputed. Um, you know, for those that don't know Victor and don't know his, we'll put a link to his Instagram page on our uh, Facebook page. Um, for all couple of you, uh, the Victor does an amazing, or has an amazing ability to take such fantastic photos using, uh, drones, even just, um, long exposure. And, uh, I've seen his work. I've seen him take photos. I've seen him, what he's uploaded. I've seen some amazing footage that he filmed with drones and just, camera work in norway as well which is just a great backdrop anyway yeah yeah it's it's amazing stuff um i don't know where where off the top of your head where are all the interesting places you've taken photos because we went on a that a little bit of a european trip together Mm. last year Mm. um but you've been to hong kong you've been to parks which i I came with you and then you went again to parks and then you went throughout europe and stuff like that yeah yeah, well, I guess I guess as opposed to where have you been? What's your favorite place? What has been your favorite place? Take a picture of and of what the night sky on the outback, or was it yeah. the city life in Hong Kong? Um, I definitely gravitate more to uh, nature photography. Mm. Um, I guess it's a bit of a uh, when you grow up in the city, mm. you you kind of get like. Sydney's always getting busier and it's always getting more congested and it's getting, you know, um, harder to get around. And um, honestly, you know, four or five years ago, I didn't really have that much interest in uh, national parks. Like I remember going to uh, Las Vegas uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I didn't even go and see the Grand Canyon. Like it was just like, really, it was kind of a recent, recent thing. Um, but but yeah, ever since I started taking photos, like I've when have you always had the love of taking photos, or is that kind no. of recent too? No, um, I when I went over when I lived in Toronto for a year back in twenty thirteen, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, like a, like I'm. Where, where Drew? Were you? Were you at the place at work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so um, no, I I started in January 2014. Right, right. So like midway through 2013, I uh, went to Toronto and lived there for a year. And uh, honestly, like I didn't really have too many hobbies before before that mm. point. And I found it was quite a problem. Like I was just like, okay, cool. Like I, I just really wanted to, like, do something, learn, learn to do something, and um, and then, you know, when I, I went to Toronto and for like the for the first, you know, four or five months, I didn't, mm. I didn't really, because uh, I was trying to think of something. Okay, cool. I can, I, I want to learn something, and then. Um, yeah, just uh, after a couple of YouTube photo, YouTube videos, I chose photography. I was like, oh, cool, I'm just going to buy a camera. I'm just going to buy a camera. I'm just going to try and take some photos and see what happens. And I went, out, I went down to a uh, camera shop in downtown Toronto and I bought a um, Nikon D40, which, is, which was an antique by, by four years ago standards. Really? Like, so by now, it's like, it's just like one of the. It was one of the first uh, digital DSLRs um, came out. I bought mm. it for two hundred bucks, and <laughs> with like well, I bought a battery and I had it came with, came with lens, and and I just started taking photos and um, I actually have a Tumblr page which I uploaded a lot of my original like original photos. Mm. I didn't start off with Instagram, um, and yeah, it was um it was a very lengthy very um you know because when you first learn to do something it's it's not really enjoyable <laughs> it's, sure it's like very like stumbling around and but the persistence like, is fantastic yeah mm. so um i just started taking photos and it was kind of tough because it was middle of winter in toronto which winter is toronto is uh it's freezing it's like uh mine during like january it was like minus 25 minus 20 maybe um yeah so and like during that time i kind of just you know went out most days like just go for a walk and then and then take photos and didn't really know anything about it um like (laughs) when at at that time i thought i took oh these photos are pretty good and then i look back and they're like no these are actually absolutely terrible like (laughs) while i was so impressed um and yeah just kind of like just kept getting into it into a mall and then uh bought a what drone it, what, what did what did it start out so you got the drone so what did it start out as it started out as as you know back in toronto started out as people or you know birds or like buildings and stuff like that or was um it... i i really uh when i first looked into photography i um kind of just looked at uh photos that i that other people have taken and i kind of liked uh street photography Mm. Um, mm. and you know being in Toronto it was like perfect you know I, mm. I lived like really close to downtown so I can just you know go for an hour or two and just walk around the city and then um, um, like the city would be uh, right there so yeah yeah so it started off like that and then um, as time went on uh, when I, I traveled some more like I kind of gravitated to uh, towards nature photography mm. uh yeah it was like the thing with uh street photography it's it's kind of awkward because yeah. 
you do look kind of look like a creep if you have like a DSLR and you're just like walking around the city taking photos of people. And, have you have um, you upgraded your your photography or your camera gear? Yes. yes. And and how many times? Like, is it is it oh, a costly exercise? Just, or have you only kind of done it once? Besides the drone and stuff like that, the actual camera itself. Um, my I've upgraded my setup since my first camera, mm. and I've only bought one. I've only had one new camera since then. Wow, um, sweet. And and just like just bought different lenses. Uh, I kind of buy older lenses, mm. um, which are a little bit cheaper. But it's yeah, the equipment is f- very very expensive. Um, Did you keep your original camera? Yeah, yeah, it's still it's still like on my shelf, and um, good. It's kind of like covered in dust right now, but it still works. Have it. You know, <laughs> it, uh, it um yeah. So so yeah, and then like you, you can if you just go to a shop you can go nuts and you could you know easily just spend like 10 grand on on the equipment but you know there are ways around it um especially when you're learning you you can kind of you know i, I buy a lot of, a lot of used stuff like a lot mm-hmm. of country stuff and that um that helps the drone but, um, that you have the drone that you have mm-hmm. does it what what camera connections have is it your phone or is it there an actual camera on it? i can't remember what i when i saw the drone what the hell it yeah. was like it was like a it's so it's a it's a camera that's attached to the actual drone um mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's not like a camera that you attach onto it so mm-hmm. you can you fly it and then you can you get a live stream onto mm-hmm. your phone uh-huh. and you can control it you know you can change uh you can change all the settings on the phone and then and then you can take a photo, video, and it's all done through the phone. So the, I remember, the I remember phone... you were going to fly in Amsterdam, and then we ended up not doing yeah. that because <laughs> apparently it was incredibly illegal. Um, but I still I was remember very, that. I was very excited about flying my drone in in Europe. Even like I was a bit, you know, d- d- I was a bit ignorant about like all the rules. I'm like, oh, you know mm. what? Just who cares? Just I was just you know, just fly it. Um, and yeah, well, I didn't end up flying in Amsterdam. I did fly in london which yeah. in in retrospect was very very dangerous i, I flew it over the um the what, what's it is it thames is it yeah or yeah, yeah. the yep. the water that runs through um london um at I, I woke up really early and i went out there and this was like you know for, for sunrise and yeah i flew it like around where tower bridge is and then, yep. literally every single person that's seen that's seen that photo afterwards is like, "Did you really just fly a drone over the, uh, like over Tower Ridge?" I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Yeah, that's like really illegal." I'm like, "Oh crap!" Like I, I wasn't even thinking. Like there was actually a security guard there. Yeah. And I flew it, and then he's like, "Oh, you can't fly that." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And I, but by that point, I've taken my photos already. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy though. There's a lot of like. A lot of a lot uh, just you know a lot of blind ignorance of uh, mm. of stuff like that. Um, but were the but rules yeah, strict like, in in Hong Kong or no one really said oh, anything? Like, so you just yeah, did it. Hong Kong, Hong Kong's a bit different because it's everything so dense. Yeah. So I I was really careful. About, mm. I think I've only flew it once in in Hong Kong because it's it's just like you know if you drop if you. If anything happens and you drop the your drone into the water, it's it's on you. But if you drop it like onto someone, or know, on, on a busy street and it hurts someone, then yeah, it's um, 
that's another that's another lawsuit altogether. So. What's fantastic? Yeah, for sure. What, what's exciting about your or what's really nice and cool about your photography mm. is the fact that you know again that video that you posted on onto YouTube of um, I think it was onto YouTube of your Norway trip. Mm was mm. amazing like holy crap i didn't think norway could be so fantastic looking like it seriously i mean like it was it looked amazing like beautiful and the different kind of shots you got from different heights whether it's the drone or whether it's on the fl- on the ground um were awesome but then to to see then like i was scrolling through the instagram and then i saw the the hong kong ones and it was like mm. man like the variety like it is that difference it, it's crazy because it makes you think about like the life so much the fact that there's that Norwegian setting of the fjords yeah. and the valleys and stuff like that and the nothingness. And then yeah. you get to Hong Kong and it's just so dense and there's just yeah. nothing but constructed stuff as well. Like it's, and so sharp as well. Like it helps paint that real pictures if you're looking at it yourself. Um, yeah. yeah I, it's I, like both places is, um, Norway absolutely ruined me in terms of landscapes because it was just yes, well um, done. Because you would know, like <laughs> yes, you, I would. It's, that's your that's your mother. That's your you know, um, it's motherland. Your motherland. So mm. it's it was just it was, it was incredible. Like I, I thought I knew what mountains looked like, and then yeah, I went to Norway and it was just, uh, yeah, the entire west coast. Like you're just mm. driving through. Because Australia is relatively flat in comparison. Uh, our and mountains are hills by world standard. Yeah, yeah. And then mm. it was just, you know, you're driving and you're just going up a mountain, down a mountain. And it's just, um, yeah, I definitely want to go back to Norway. And then, like, Hong Kong is completely different. Like, uh, Hong Kong, like, there, are, there aren't many similarities with, with Norway mm. and Hong Kong. It's complete opposite. Um people are you know they move quick they they speak fast they yeah everything is about you know if efficiency if people are really rude like mm. um and not not like not because they're bad people but because it's just the environment yeah that, they have to be um, that way to get around yeah 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 you know you go to norway and then people um you know very quiet very uh mm not very um kind of of timid and yeah very reserved and then you go to hong kong and everyone is just like primed for battle every day because it's um yeah so yes it's a it's a really nice juxtaposition Mm, for sure and then of course there's the the sydney shots as well like the ones off the coast um you know even i'm trying to remember there's a really interesting one i thought it was really interesting in the way that Mm. you can kind of see buildings beyond buildings like this is a shot of a drone off the coast looking Mm. back towards the the cliffside and then into the houses and everything like that and just seeing houses behind houses and yeah the depth perception looks really i I, i'll try and find a picture and and send that link as well to the page well because like that itself is like i remember i sat there and looked at it for about 10 15 minutes just like looking at it and trying (laughs) to understand it and how that was Sydney and how even here is so dense and even here is so, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's, um, so many people are piling on top of each other to get cliffside views and stuff like that. Like you, you, you're capturing all these weird, interesting kind of perspectives of things, which is really cool. So yeah, like there's massive respect there for what you can do because you do good, great thank stuff. You. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's like, uh, yeah, I kind of, um, try to, you know, take more photos around Sydney, um, mm. try to explore Sydney a bit more. Yeah. Um, what's what's the ruling in Sydney like with the drone? 
Do you know um, or do you not care? <laughs> I I haven't really looked into it, uh, but most of the time when I fly my drone, it's it's mostly over water because mm. it's you know it's just less liability. Mm, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's like my drone is it's pretty old. It's not that it's not that high tech, and it's quite loud. Like people know when mm. I'm, dr- I'm flying the drone, so it's not subtle. It's not a it's not like a new one, new small one, which can like zip around and you probably won't notice it it's one of, yeah it you can yeah you can hear it it within a within the vicinity around you um still creates pretty fantastic photography though yeah it's a yeah it was such a bring <laughs> taking around europe was a was a massive pain especially yeah. after yeah. when it when i go on flights sure and then like you look at you you put it through the x-ray and then you you look at the screen and like you see your bag come through and there's always there's just an x and it's just not it's just not a good look even if they even if they know know it's a drone it's just like whenever you see an x like come by through the screen it's just yeah. like oh, okay we're gonna we're gonna have a look at this bag um so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so you, oh, well, well, you took an amazing trip of what well, i did like the fact that you went back to parks because i remember when we were in parks you mm. kind of we looked at the dish and then you yeah. almost if you were just studying it and then we went away again and then you came back yeah. and took some amazing kind of sunset and nighttime shots of it. Um, yeah, yeah. And when you took that road trip to the outback and, mm. you know, there's that amazing shot of you sitting on your car looking mm. at the night sky and it's just your silhouette against, like, the amazing Milky Way. Like, you took some awesome shots here as well. Mm. And in the outback yeah, the, and, um, and just of everything. And, and, and Tasmania. Mm. Yep. Jeez. True. Some of that was oh, just the the shots were incredible. Oh man! Oh, it was like um, yeah, it was that that was when I uh, drove to Uluru. That was the first time I took um, photos of of stars, and like mm. I always always kind of like researched about it. I was like, oh, it seems fun, but it's a lot of it was a lot of work because you have to a lot of factors have to uh, correlate sure. for it for it to work. Um, but yeah, I was. It was amazing. It was just um, I've never seen so many stars in my life, even with the mm. naked eye out there. Yeah, oh, and, uh, um, I know. I'd, I'd love to see that nice yeah, time. Yeah, and um, so that was the one on the car was done in the Uluru National Park. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, we just, because there's, there's like nothing out there. There's, like So there's like no light pollution. And it was just, um, yeah, ever since then I just, like completely fell in love with uh star photography and um yeah i'm going i'm going to sweden in december so and that's like uh that's during winter and it's the the nights are really long so hopefully i can i can do they get northern lights up there does sweden get it or is it too far south um they i they they might maybe not like the as strong as really far north like in lapland but sure. i think yeah you do get some um i have an app that kind of shows you where the aurora is going to be and that's um, cool i need to get that out yeah so that's, so that's awesome. in december so um that's that's pretty exciting yeah that'd be excellent um yeah yeah you again you you, you take amazing shots um interesting perspectives of just interesting things the fact that i can see them kind of happen but also the mm. fact that then you just produce these films or or 
streams of, of photos on Instagram and it's just yeah it's so cool like seriously like massive rap um thank it's you it's awesome mm. no no abs- absolutely <laughs> um of course you've been a great guest on this podcast as well and we're very very glad that you're here thank you for even being kind of subdued to this interview almost um it's <laughs> no, been this very is interesting. fun this is like this is really fun I'll, I'll happily do this again um, excellent part part and parcel of having you on here we did want to talk about your photography yeah because absolutely we, okay. we love it ourselves so thank you yeah i don't yeah i don't really get to i, I don't really talk about my photography mm. too much because it's it gets pretty nerdy um but it's, but it's it, fascinating though it, it deserves to be spoken about and and even to have you back on i'm sure those that listen would love to have you again on and even talk about it again whether you want mm. to or not it's up to you but we can yeah. uh, i'm sure people would love to hear more about it and everything like that of course we'll post a link on the page uh, to your instagram page um i'll try and find the link to the video as well um put that up as well um of course this now moves us to that very 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 important segment of the show the the, the uh, staple of the show and that is um our sick kent of the week of course if you want to be on the show leave us a link on our facebook page or get to know uh, ask one of us drew or myself in person um and we can set it up and love to have you just like victor here um like james and like svenja um <laughs> our guests on the show uh if oh, though james you do come on the show you are very 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 likely to be with a strong shot at winning the prestigious sick end of the week um of course we do have a guest on the show and it is his first appearance on the show drew who is our winner of the sick kent of the week victor we are very proud to announce that you are our sick kent of the week congratulations Woo, yes <laughs> what a, what a prestigious award that is to be um Unfortunately, oh. there's no plaque, there's no actual trophy or anything like that. But nonetheless, it's all verbal. It's, that it's the that's the best kind of yeah. trophy. It's been immortalized. <laughs> exactly. Forever, you'll be known as a sick end of the week for whatever week this is <laughs> of the year for number forty-five. I think forty-five. Mm. Yes, mm. week forty-five. <laughs> Holy crap! We are only a few short weeks of hitting a year of our show. Yay! Wow. Let that sink in for a minute. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's been a hell of a ride. And in that in that short time, we have already had three different guests on our show. Yes, that is excellent. That's three. We hit three. That's not bad. Um, I'm pretty proud. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's it's not bad. It's pretty cool. Um, Again, they've all well, most of them have been of high quality, of course. Wow. <laughs> He's gonna murder wow. you. <laughs> Wait, no, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm joking. He's really, yeah. No, I'm joking. Of course, I'm joking. <laughs> Anyone that comes on is is a is. I I very appreciate very much appreciate it. Um, just quickly thought I would just speaking of of old mate. I thought I'd uh, touch on this day in history. Being today is the nineteenth of July. Um, yeah, think about that there. Yes, well, I forgot that it's still Wednesday and we, we, this gets uploaded on the Thursday. 19th, yes. 19th of July. Uh, in 1595, astronomer Johannes Kepler has an epiphany and develops his theory of geometrical basis of the universe while teaching in Graz. Uh, that's cool. That's really cool. That's interesting. Very. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's interesting. Um, we have uh, anything else interesting? Um 
Uh, British PM Winston Churchill launches his V for Victory campaign in 1941. Are there any good birthdays? Right, wow. No, no interesting birthdays. The, the um, Churchill thing's interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is interesting. Are there any? I famous... watched the Churchill movie recently. The, uh... I haven't done that yet. I really want to watch it. Neither have I. How was it? It was a. Uh, it was. It was good. Like, uh, you know, like I, I do. I always love uh, movies about uh, mm. the Second World War. Dude, and also did Gary, Gary did Gary deserve his Oscar? Um, he did. He like, uh, like after after watching the movie, I kind of like, um, replayed clips of um Churchill, and yeah. Yeah. just to kind of get a gauge. Like, no, he did it. He did great. Like, oh, yeah, good. It means I have to go and, and watch like, it. Like the makeup was insane. Like he, yes, he, it looked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. And he had the, Excellent. And he had the voice really, um, really <laughs> yeah. down. So he always does such a great job at transforming himself into the character. Mm. He does. Mm. He really he does. does. Look he at really the Fifth diverse. Element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, even oh yeah, he was in Fifth Element. I totally forgot. Even yeah. looking at him in um, uh, Air Force One, for example, like he, he yeah. just he does a great. He, he always does a great job at being someone else. He's a great actor. Um, I always and... loved him in Dracula. Yes. Because that uh, was just... He played all the different ages, and mm. it was such a transformative performance. Mm. Um, yeah, Gary Oldman's awesome. Victor, you've been an awesome guest. Drew, thank you for being you uh, and thank on the show, as always. Very and happy to have you. Thank you, Philip. No worries. Um, and thank you, Victor. We've been looking forward to having you on the show, and now that we've done it, we look forward to having you again on the show. Yeah, no, I'm glad to be. Uh, I'm glad to come back again. It's Excellent. Fun. That's what we like to hear. Exactly. Yeah. Anytime. Happy to do it. Uh, there is DJ Quads. He's coming in again. Um, oh, this is man. the first week of this song, new, I believe. Yeah, new tune. Yeah, new tune. It sounds great. Um, Till next time. Yep. <laughs>